What's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and I'm doing an intro for this one because uh, I had two just awesome people on the podcast with me. It's uh, Clay and Emily Jones from 901 PT in Memphis, Tennessee. They have been uh, members of our mastermind for for years, and they have just grown like crazy. You know, from from just just Clay to now, they just brought on their fifth um, clinician uh, in the course of a couple of years. 100% cash practice in a, in a city uh, like Memphis, which isn't isn't massive. It's pretty pretty amazing what they've been able to do. The uh, the audio we're gonna correct this as best we can. You guys might have a little bit of a difficult time hearing parts of it. We had some issues with connection, but um, the content's amazing. So I just wanted to let you know beforehand, uh, this might be one you don't want to listen to in your car. You might want to sit down and listen to this one and take some notes from what they say. And they just have like such such a good approach to to what they're doing. It's it's very obvious to see why they're successful when you hear them. Uh, you hear what they have to say and what they've you know what they really focused on. Uh, so you know, apologize for the uh, the audio, but uh, it's, you know these are two busy people and we got a chance to connect, so we took it. Uh, so guys, I hope you enjoy this one. Thank you as always for listening to the podcast. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and I've got Clay and Emily Jones on, the owners of 901 Physical Therapy in Memphis, Tennessee. They're in their awesome new space. They just gave me a virtual tour of it. It looks, it looks really, really cool. Um, how, how long did the build-out take? Is this, I think it quite possibly might be the fastest build-out I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dave, for having us on. Um, yeah, the build-out took three weeks. Unbelievable. Um, we probably started... The very first week of February, and it took about three weeks. Um, the, the the structure itself was already like 100% there. There's we didn't have to do any electrical or plumbing. Nice. All we had was three rooms that had to get constructed, and then we had to do all of the you know bringing all the different uh, materials for uh, our squat racks and yeah. some of the front office you know areas that kind of thing. But so it was it was pretty minimal, but it did go really fast and minimal hiccups. It looks really really good. So Emily, were you, you the person in charge of like helping make it look, uh, you know, squared away? Because I'm assuming it wasn't Clay. <laughs> um, well, right. Clay actually had a lot of opinions. Wow. I mean, he had he had had like a Pinterest board for like yeah. a it long a time so before smart. that. <laughs> well, so I had I had I cared about like and the look and where everything went. The whole like color-based stuff, no, I didn't. I yeah, didn't, no, I actually, um, I mean, I was involved in it, but I was not the point person. We had one of our therapist's moms as a designer, mm, and nice. then our office manager also has really, yeah. really good taste. Amber has and a great so, taste for like what colors go well with furniture yeah like so that. they were kind of just led everything and you know they kind of like run things by us and like do you like this I'm like yep yep y'all have better style than I do so y'all just go for it do it that's cool yeah well I'm, I'm excited to dig into uh the sort of origin story of you guys and for those of you who don't know uh so so Clay uh and Emily they've been in our mastermind for a few years but Clay uh has been the recipient of the uh the MVP award belt that we have he's uh one of I guess three people that have, have won this so far. He got, uh, 
uprooted from his position there by Andrew Millett uh, this past uh, this past event. But we'll see what happens when we come back around. You guys have grown like a weed since then, so maybe maybe the belt is coming back. Um, and it, it was it was it was super exciting to give it to you because I know that man, you've made so much progress in such a short period of time. And, and I'm excited to dig into what you guys are doing because when people ask me, you know, they're like, Hey, who's somebody in the cash, uh, you know, practice scene that maybe people don't know about this, like absolutely crushing it. I always bring you guys up because, you know, I, I think two things, or two, two things, a super fast growth, but, but been able to maintain really high standards. But the other thing is you're doing it in a market that isn't like, traditionally thought of as um, a hotbed for cash practices like a San Francisco or a New York or, you know, a bigger city like, like DC. So um, d- tell me this, how did you guys end up coming to the point where you wanted to have your own practice? I know Clay, you had a ton of training with like fellowship training and, and working right. at other hospitals. So what was that? What was that process like? Yeah. So I graduated PT school in 2008 and then I moved out to Seattle to do a, like a felt residency and a fellowship for about four years. And then we moved back to our hometown. So both, me and Neil and I are both from Memphis. So when I practiced in the city of Memphis for probably it was about six years and other clinics, um, at that time, we also had grown to having four family of six. We have four kids. And so it was at that point of um, being in the practice that I was at and having a growing family that I was just increasingly frustrated with several things. It was like, one, I was frustrated with not having freedom with my own schedule. Like the last job I was at, I, I loved the people. It was great to be with them. But, you know, I, I had a schedule that I had to be at. And if I had it, like I missed half my son's soccer season. Mm. And because I was also having, so that was one big frustration, not having that time. And then having to um, see a lot of patients and having to do a crap load of paperwork. Um, I can say shitload, right? We, we're on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think there's a podcast I haven't cursed on. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. A shitload of paperwork <laughs> where like I was always having to stay late. I was having to get in work early. And so for one, it was taking a lot of, taking away more and more time from my family than I like. And then two, I was just always coming home frustrated because I had to stay and do two hours of paperwork that is going to be done. And so those were some of the frustrations um, of where I was at. I lo- again, I love the people, but those frustrations and then just the whole system of, you know, being in practice where, uh, when it's like now, like, you know, I'm an autonomous, uh, practitioner. And so people come and see me for me and I'm kind of like their, you know, their, their physical therapist for life. Um, and people are referred straight to us and to our therapists. And so people really see us as their PT. And I just, I, I just think that works really well that way. So I like being in that style of system and I just didn't have that in other places. Um, and so, yeah, those are some of the big things of why, that there was those frustrations that led me to start my own things. I, I got people always asking me, you know, Hey, are you going to ever want to start your own clinic? I was like, heck no, I don't want to put up with like <clears throat> the logistical nightmare that might be. And so they're like, I just like, no, I don't aspire to do that. Um, but I had never heard of a cash based practice, you know, or being out of network. And like I, a few jobs ago, I'd consider. Okay. Let me, let me backtrack here for a second. Cause I think we're, we lost you guys a little bit with, uh, with the uh the video um let's do this we might have to have you guys cut the video and we'll just do audio that i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to lose this if uh, this happened yesterday too it may be on us um let's do this 
let's let's cut the, let's cut the video guys you can you, like you can you know sit wherever you want um that way we don't lose the uh the the podcast time um and then we'll, we'll just go with without the video that should help with the bandwidth though so here cut your video off i'll cut mine off and then we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll go blind oh wow that's a good picture <laughs> it's almost better <laughs> okay all right you, you guys hear me okay yeah yeah Okay, cool. So we'll do, I'll get I'll get Brandon to edit this, but um, let, let, let me let me ask you this, Emily. So you know, when Clay, when was this your idea? Was this Clay's idea? What, were, <laughs> were you supportive of it originally, or were you like, this is a terrible idea? We got four kids. You want to start your own business? Like, wh- where were you at on all of this? Um, I wasn't excited about it at first, but I also wasn't surprised. Um, Clay has always been very very extra when it comes to um his love of physical therapy and his ambition and drive um in his professional life um and he's been like that from the beginning and so i think part of why he had such a hard time at the in network and physician owned clinics in the past is because his hands were tied so much and he had so much passion for what he wanted to do but he couldn't quite make it happen so as I I remember thinking a long time ago like oh gosh this is inevitable that one day he's just gonna (laughs) have to start his own thing because he is never gonna be happy um working for you know a big clinic like this for the rest of his career and I kind of always knew that in the back of my mind but I'm a very risk averse person (laughs) I mean we both kind of far actually we're, yeah. we're not the kind of people that are normally just you know yeah. flying off to go do something crazy and exciting um but I just always kind of knew in the back of my mind like he's gonna have to do this but I also didn't know uh, you know about this cash model and so I was thinking in my head like that means we're gonna have to take out a business loan of like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know what I mean like all the um yeah all the upfront responsibility of that like other, you know, business models may have to do. Um, so then when he approached me, um, that was my first thought is when he was like, I think I want to start my own practice. And I'm like, no, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to go into debt and all this stuff. And he was like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I think that we can pull this off without like going into massive debt. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I started off, <laughs> you know, I, started off I, was, I still maintain my four hour week job. We had steady salary and benefits and I worked you know, seeing patients before and after work for several, several months. And then when I stepped away, I waited to step away from that until we already had a income to replace kind of what we were at. And then I still took it. When I quit that 40 hour week job, I picked up a 20 hour part-time week job um, while this was getting more and more full time. And so I, so I slowly weaned off of it, if you will, to minimize the risks, um, you know, just because we have a big family. Yeah, you have four kids, and you know you now have an infinite, infamous video about selling your truck to um, <laughs> to, to you know go towards the the, the practice. And uh, for those of you that um, you have to really kind of dig for this in the the uh, PT Entrepreneurs Facebook group because uh, it was like fairly early on. Um, but I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, this is going to be such a cool story when uh, you know his his practice is successful and, and you sure enough got another truck. It's pretty nice. I've seen it. Uh, you know, so, so tell me, tell me about how that, that went. So the start and, you know, being able to do this sort of 
self-funded, sort of bootstrapped. Um, what did that look like for you guys in terms of, you know, actual cost to start the practice? Well, um, yeah, so I'd had the truck and when I was at the other job and when I knew that it wasn't the best financial decision for me to keep that. So that's why I sold it. Um, but I told myself, so when we first started this practice, um, yeah, we didn't have any extra savings or anything that we had put aside for something like this, but I just had to, like, I think I had figured it out. It was just a couple thousand dollars where I had already had a table. I just had to, you know, get the necessary insurances and get, uh, maybe a couple supplies, but or I had, I had to get like a lot, had to pay for, um, getting the it's a couple thousand dollars, maybe even less. It was really, it was a lot less. And so once I'd seen, you know, 10 patients, I paid for it all. Like I heard 10, well, 10 patients. I paid, like I was all of a sudden net positive within like a month, month and a half of doing it. And so anything on top of that, it was, it was all money in the bank that I was, I just put it all in savings to get ready to, you know, leave my other job. People in their homes. Right. So we didn't start out by running out of space. Um, we really didn't want to go into debt or anything. And because we're both from here and we have, you know, an extensive network of people that we know. Um, and even in the clinics that he had worked before, he was already getting a ton of direct access um, patients that would come asking for him. Mm. Um, so we already had kind of a large network. Yeah. And so we started out just by kind of like posting on our personal Facebook pages and, you know, advertising to like friends and family of like, Hey, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. and he would pack up his table and throw it in the back of his car and go drive to people's houses and did that for, um, a few months, anything in like a third party space. Yeah. But I was, I was at a clinic working in North Mississippi and actually at that clinic, they, they don't have direct access. So I wasn't having any direct access there. But actually, which meant that here in Memphis, I could post on my, you know, my Facebook page or whatever, and um, people could, would, find, would find out about it and come see me. And I started doing a lot of like video, content-based videos on my Facebook page, and they, they're terrible. If you go back and look at them, they're, they're, just, ter they're terrible. Like, I think I had my year-old son holding the camera. And, he, would, he would be trying to make videos in our living room at like 10 and like, and I, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. It worked. Though. Well, look, when you can go back and see it, I mean, yeah, you, you don't have to, I, th I think what, this is really good for people to hear because you don't have to have the, a digital marketing team. You don't have to have a standalone space. I think for a lot of people, they, you, you just have to have the desire to, you know, want to be able to do your own thing. So yeah, like working at a job, taking your table to other people's houses and doing home health visits. And that's what it you know took to be able to get the seed money you needed to be able to like, you know, drop your hours down and then, and then move into a space where you were actually seeing people somewhere else. And then from there, you took the next step. And th this is, this is, I think the natural progression that you see with, with a practice like this to where you don't need to take massive loans out. And that does scare a lot of people off. And I, I still see people mm -hmm. take a lot of, you know, take on a lot of debt, but um, they want to go into a place like you have now from the get go. And I just think that it's a bad idea. I mean, could you guys imagine like, yeah. you know, the space you have now just starting there? No. Well, it never would have worked. I mean, and we did, he was seeing people in their homes for, I would say at least three or four months and we just saved all of that money. So, I mean, there's a few things that we had to buy that were necessary, you know, like you were saying, but we just continued living off of his regular paycheck because he was still working 40 hours a week um, at his other clinic. And we just, 
saved everything so that by the time we, um, you know, we're ready to make the next step forward and the next step forward, we had some cash reserves. That's, that's also what allowed us to, like when, when these things grew really fast for us, and so I was seeing 20 something people a yeah. week and within a few months, within, once, once I quit my full-time job and just opened my schedule up, I started seeing close to 20 people a week. And even while I was still working another job 20 a week, 20 hours a week. Um, and so again, that was all savings. So we had a really nice savings account so that when I started getting, when I was getting busier and busier and busier, that's what allowed us to take the, the, one of the biggest steps, which was to hire our first therapist, uh, Dr. Sarah with us. And there's no way I could have done that had we not had a savings account to be prepared in case things didn't grow for a few months. Yeah. Um, but I was able to bring Sarah on as kind of a contract worker at first. And, and then all the money that she, with, you know, the money she was bringing in, we put that in a lot of savings. And so we just, we just kept being really minimal with our expenses. Um, and me and Emily didn't really take, a, we didn't really take much of a salary even that, that first little bit. We just put it all in the savings um, so that we felt like we could have, yeah, a nice, a nice thing that we could take risks from, if you will. Yeah. Um, to when we were able to bring Sarah on full time and then kind of from there going forwards. That cash cushion is huge. I mean, like think about right now, even like we're, you know, we're, we're very conservative with, uh, uh, with cash, with how we, we talk to people about finances within the mastermind and what we, what we recommend and especially looking higher. Right. And mm-hmm. there's, there's so many people we've talked to that, that we work with. They're like, man, thank goodness. Like I've been really conservative with, with cash on hand because right now they, they feel more comfortable yeah. than many of their peers who are, you know, just absolutely cash strapped because they've been putting that money into like a BMW for themselves or something that, that's, that's, you know, not going to help the business grow necessarily, you know? So for you guys, I think you, you definitely got that side of it down. It's very apparent, especially with the, the number of providers you've been able to bring on the scale you've had. What I'm interested to find out is, so, you know, Emily, for you, was this always like, Hey, I'm, I want to be, you know, be a part of this or did you sort of get drug into it? Uh, <laughs> whose, whose idea was it? And, uh, and when did that start? Um, I think I, I knew that I was going to be a part of it. Um, and I think it was a natural progression though, because when he started all of this, I was actually working part-time for a local, um, photographer and I was like her studio manager and I ran all of her social media. So, and I'd had experience before that. So I had, I already had my foot in the social media marketing world and had already spent a couple of years just learning all the basics and like, what is it, you know, how do you have a cohesive marketing strategy on Instagram? And, um, I was already like familiar with MailChimp and building out like email funnels and things like that. So I kind of already knew a little bit of like, if we're going to make this work, here's how we're going to do it. You know, I'd already been helping a local, um, entrepreneur with her local, um, like social media marketing strategy. And so I was like, okay, well, we're just going to start doing it for you. (laughs) Whatever I've been doing for her, we're going to start doing it for you. And it's going to look a little bit different, but like, if you're going to do this, then I'm going to help you make sure that it's successful. Cause I'm certainly not going to let you fail and we can't buy groceries for our four kids. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that you had that skill set. And now like, you know, uh, that, it just makes so much sense. Like, you know, that's such a, that's such a, uh, yeah. a great skill set to have, to be able to, you know, 
be have learned that and worked on that with it with another business but but i mean we look mm -hmm. at a service-based business like that photography and pt yeah. and any number of things there's so many similarities in the way that you communicate with people and you market that yeah. and such such yeah. a like viral local marketing sort of response too for you guys that you've been able to cultivate um, oh yeah you know, so so at, at what point in time did you start doing that from the very beginning or was it like hey no, it Clay, was, you got to prove this first? no I, I tried to do it from the very yeah. beginning um because i learned so much in like my previous job with her and other things that um it, it flowed very naturally but and so, so nice. i knew what we needed to accomplish but he kept trying to to do everything himself and yeah. i and i was like no 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 you're not doing it right yeah. <laughs> and i kept trying to stop you know write the language in such a way that i thought was good or but i didn't use hashtags much i don't think and then i, <laughs> I was like i, I developed our, the, the website content and that kind of stuff and i was doing all that um and it was just too much. He was killing himself. Yeah, he was, was, he was working a full-time job, full job and seeing patients on the side and trying to do social media at night. And, and I was busy myself too. You know, I have four kids and I was working part-time at the time, but, but you know, and yeah. we would kind of go back and forth. I'm like, if you're going to do this, like you've got to let me help because th I, I this has got to get better. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's not my skill set at all. Like I'm a, I have one skill set and I was treating patients <laughs> and I think helping with our team, but, like I knew, like oh man, like as soon as I hit, like Emily, we decided that she was going to leave that other job and jump in full time. I was like, thank you, Lord, because yeah. like I knew that she's brilliant and she works on anything, she figures it out and just kills it. And so I was like, it was such a weight off of my shoulders to focus on what I'm good at, and Emily just has all the other strengths. So it was. But it took a few months because we were just juggling a lot yeah. of things. So we couldn't really devote, I couldn't devote a lot of time to it um, for the first few months until I quit my other job. Yeah. The learning curve for you guys. So like how long do you feel like it took and maybe it still happens, but how long do you feel like it took before you hit your stride with, you know, this is my lane. Like I lead here. This is my lane. I lead here and being able to really cohesively work together, um, you know, on, on the business because uh, it can be really hard to, take mm -hmm. the, the personal relationship out of it in, you know, in uh, certain circumstances. So, you know, how, how was that process for you guys? I would say that when we first started working together, this first few months, when I still had that other full-time job, and even when I went down to part-time, that was a struggle to figure out how we were going to communicate about the business. I think we always knew our lanes. Was I, I know I'm very one track. I'm not very diverse in my capabilities. Um, and so I knew pretty soon, like, this is where she's going to be strong at. This is where I'm strong at. Um, but it was like figuring out the communication of what our plans were and how we were going to communicate, communicate about our the social media stuff or our target audience and hiring like that. Just like figuring out when to communicate is we find ourselves at 939 after we put our four kids to sleep and, we're trying to have business conversations and we're both tired and you know, that would lead to some unpleasant uh, discussions. <laughs> and we had to, you know, we had to start learning like, okay, these are the times that we're not going to do well communicating with each other. We've got to find better times to do that. Um, and so that, that took a while. And so that, and that took several, a few months um, for us to, I think, figure that out. Yeah. But I think as far as like the responsibilities, 
I don't think that that was ever much of a question. Um, you know, I, I handle most, uh, almost all of the, like the money side of the business, but that's also what I do in our family life too. So that was a very natural progress. I enjoy doing that. He does not enjoy doing that. But I kind of stay on the, the, the 10,000 foot view when it comes to the finances side of things. But all the detailed individual interest stuff, that's for him later. So some of that just kind of naturally flowed from, you know, how our family life worked. And, um, yeah, and he is very one track when it comes to, you know, wanting to focus on the patient care. And, you know, as we've grown more of like the team building aspects of our employees and, you know, that kind of, you know, the team culture and all that, he's really strong, a strong leader in that way. And I prefer to be much more behind the scenes. Um, so some of that, was, I think that was just pretty natural. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, for you guys figuring that out is awesome. Cause I think that's uh, the combination of two people in the same household working towards a common goal in the business leads to the success that lets you kind of, you know, live the life you want with your family in many ways. And it's a sacrifice mm-hmm. for sure up front, but what are some of the benefits you guys have, you know, uh, you know, noticed or kind of gotten from being in business together and being able to work together? <laughs> well, I mean, for one, because I, I am so physical therapy brained. It's just, it's just how I've been ever since I started school. I've just been excited to like invite her into that world with me. So yeah. it's been, it's been fun to be like, Oh, I like, I'm like, it's, it's just, yeah, it's nice to be able to talk about that stuff with her and to do that, to have that common goal, like you said, to do it together. And, um, you know, very, I, so that's been one, it's been one really cool thing, but also it just, it's, I, I mean, I find it neat and I love the fact we are building our future together. And so we really are thinking to ourselves, what do we, what are we aiming for, for our family, for each other? Um, you know, and just so having the same kind of goal where we're being pulled in the same direction has made that really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, yeah, it's just been a really good balance to have that. So that, that's been great working with her in that regards and just, um, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it has been really great just thinking about how we can kind of um, – you know, try to, like you said, work towards the goal for our future. And we get to decide what that goal is. And we get to decide um, how we're going to try to get there and what are the steps we're going to take and what's worth it for us to maybe sacrifice along the way and all of that, as opposed to, you know, when he worked for previous clinics, like we had no choice in anything, you know, from his schedule to, I mean, anything. And I think we both just really felt our hands being tied by that. And that was really frustrating. So I think, um, yeah, it's been really great just to be able to kind of envision um, and dream of like, okay, so what do we want this to look like in five years and and 15 years? And, you know, time-wise, how do we want our day-to-day life to look in 15 and 20 years? Okay, how do we get there? And so that's been really nice. Well, I mean, that's, that's a perfect way to look at it. In fact, you know, what are you guys working towards? So, you know, if you think about this idea, a lot of people, they start a business and what ends up happening is that the business becomes their life, right? Versus like the business affording you the life that you want 
it to afford you, right? So whether that be financially or time freedom or, you know, just being creative within the thing that you, you're fascinated with, you know, like Clay with, with PT, like what, what is it that you want your business to be able to let you guys do from a family standpoint? Like what, what, what do you really value? Well, um, I'll go first. Like for what I, I mean, we want, I want to be able to have, I mean, for me as an individual, I want the business to be able to provide me the structure of how I, like, I want to do what I want to do. Like I want to be able to do physical therapy the way I think it should be done. And so having my own business allows me to structure it exactly the way I think it's works best for me and having, I guess, my skills and what my preferences are. And so that's one thing that I want the business to do for me. And that just, that freaking excites me because it's like, you know, there's this endless opportunity of creativity um, to, kind of guide it in such a way that I think is best. Um, so that's one thing is uh, for me individually, as, as a family, being able to, yeah, it's also like just to know, like if I work really, really hard and we work smart as well and we're wise, that we can shape the, the future the way we want to shape it um, in regards to like our financial goals, um, time goals, being able to have time frame as well. Um, and that's, that's been an ever growing process in the two, two and a half years that we've had this, um, because there's been a lot, a lot of hard work to where I haven't had time freedom, but I always know that even in those times is what I'm working towards. Um, and so ha- having that, that kind of autonomy to be able to, we can shape it to where we want it to go, um, is a, is a huge goal of mine. And, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, like, for example, we all, the other thing is being able to have time as a family for me and Emily um to travel and start to do things that we've just never done before um and that was a really cool thing last year when emily and i went to italy for a week um and we had you know and we just had an amazing team where uh sarah was here seeing patients and we had an office manager that was here and she was um running things from social media to taking uh leak calls from new patients and that kind of stuff and so that allowed us to get away for a week and we just felt completely confident in our, in our team. And it was, yeah, it was, it was so stress relieving in that regards too. Um, and so that's, that's you know, the goal to be able to continue to do that kind of thing. Um, and I think time freedom also for Clay to spend more time at home and more time with the kids, you know, it was when he was working at the other clinics, it was just kind of depressing thinking that, yeah. you know, his life is going to be dictated by their schedule, you know, for the rest of his career, potentially, um, and that we had no say over it. And so now we've just had a whole lot of conversations and it, it kind of keeps changing and morphing as time goes on of like, okay, so what do you want this day to look like? You know, um, you get to take the kids to school on this day and, um, you know, don't forget to get off early on this day because we have a soccer game or whatever else it is, and we get to choose those things. Yeah. Because my, my plan is like, I, I got to love, love doing this. And I plan on running this clinic and working every day until I die. I mean, I just, I enjoy it so much. Um, and I plan on always wanting to see patients. I plan on always wanting to have um, not only PT, you know, I'm never looking to sell anything like this is what I want us to do. But I like, I like him to say, I like the fact that, you know, I can decide on as it grows, like the, when I do my admin days, I can do that from home. 
and I'm treating, you know, I've, I've been treating to, into late evenings for my entire career. Um, and I've done, done it for almost the, for the entire time of having this business. Um, but as of recently, I thought, okay, I need to, I want to, to start decreasing how late I'm going to stay seeing patients. Um, and I've been able to start working towards that. And it's, it's, it's a continuous growth process, but it's the fact that I, I can do that and, and work towards that if I want to, as, I, as opposed to being dictated to. And that's, that's a really nice thing. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot real quick. Why, you can pull a trigger on seeing as few people as you want whenever you want. So <laughs> you, you have the ability to, to do that. So what is it that, that is, uh, you know, keeps you at you know, a volume that is uh, still, still pretty high for somebody that's also you know, mentoring other PTs and running the clinic? Good question. Oh no, they feel like this is a therapy session all of a sudden. It's, it's, it's Emily, Emily told me to ask that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, man, old habits die hard. It's probably my best answer. Like every time I've treated, it's always been whatever the patient needs. That's just my that's my how I do it. And so I, I would always see people during lunches. I would stay late. I mean, in my other jobs, I wouldn't. You can't I say no. I wouldn't basically. take more. I was always seeing people extra. Um, it's just how it is. And so now that I'm in business and that people are coming to me and eating it, I just can't say no. <laughs> so I've worked on that and we've, we've talked about it a lot and I'm getting better and better and better at it. And I've gotten a lot better than we started. We're all still trying to see 25. Well, crap, I was probably seeing 25 not that long ago though. <laughs> Well, and that, I will say also, that's been one of the best things. Um, I think that the mastermind has been yeah, for us. 100%. We've been, you know, meeting on a regular basis with Eve for a couple of years and he just always gets on there and kicks Clay's butt. And I yeah. love every minute of it. You <laughs> know, when he's, he's like, why are you doing this? And, and I'm like, yeah, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, but then we get off and we have good discussions and we're able to it's been so great having an outside perspective of somebody who's farther along than we are and is also able to kind of be like, this isn't the necessary, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, like your personality, it, there's awesome ways about, um, you know, good things that you are for patients, but then also let's, let's take a look at this and how what's the longevity of this and how is this going to be good for the business in the long run and asking those bigger questions and giving us a vision, um, you know, just for how things could be. And um, the mastermind has been really, really good for that for us. Yeah, I think it's very natural to <clears throat> get to the certain position where you kind of go from player to coach, you know, and, mm -hmm. and this, uh, dude, I've struggled with this myself. Like, I really enjoy the, the, the patient time. I like connecting with people. Um, you know, I, I, just one of the reasons that you know, it's, it's apparent why you've had success. Like you're super passionate about it. And that's like, we call that the give a fuck factor. And like, you rarely find that <laughs> in, in many, really, you don't find that in many businesses, but like you'll, you'll find in certain people you're like, damn, you're like borderline obsessed with this. Like you really like this. And that's interesting to other people. It could be like, I, I have this patient that's a uh, uh, blacksmith and he's like so interested in, you know, everything that goes into being a blacksmith that I just find myself like asking him more stuff about, what he does as a blacksmith and I don't even care. Like I don't care. I just, <laughs> I don't plan on being a blacksmith, but I find him interesting because he's so fascinated with becoming the best in the world at something. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that's normal, but you know, to, to, in some ways I also think that, and, and this is kind of leads me to my next question is like, how do you take that same desire, that same bore, let's just call it obsessiveness in a, so in mainly a positive way. How, how do you 
how do you take that and leverage that into the people you bring on? Right. Because like, that's the thing that made you made nano PT what it is. So like, how do you continue to foster that? Well, for, for one thing, yeah, like it's, we have grown because of that passion and like this, the other therapist that I brought on, uh, Sarah, she's a lot like me in the same regard. She just eats, breathes, sleeps it. And she is just so passionate about it. So that's been awesome just to, to share that with her. And now when we brought on our other staff members, we have another uh, therapist, Dr. Jessica, uh, who joined us full time in December. Um, and then we have another therapist that brought on just a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Jonathan. Um, and then we've had another uh, therapist, Lauren, who's also been some contract work with us. But yeah, like that's what Eve has taught me about and talked to me. And I guess having Sarah on, I, I, I was like, oh, she's, she's amazing. I had mentor her in another job. And so we had a really close relationship. Um, and then since we really brought on the new ones and Sarah's been a big part of this training other staff, I think it's finally been when we started bringing on Jonathan, I really thought, okay, I really, really, like, I, like one thing, I love mentoring. I love investing in people, but I haven't, um, I haven't set aside a time on a weekly basis to do that like I've wanted to because I've always, well, I was going to say, i got to say yes to these patients. i got to treat these patients. Like, I've been wanting to set aside Friday afternoons forever for our team. But I just I keep saying yes to patients to treat. But now it's like, okay, screw that. We're done with that. Um, we are going to start doing, we, we need to start mentoring each other. And I've, I've, been, I've loved it. And then, of course, this whole coronavirus stuff hit, right? It's been like this crazy, terrible, wonderful, good pause button for us to where, like, I meet, I've been able the past couple of weeks, you know, see some, you know, co-treat patients uh, with my therapists, uh, us doing some group mentoring times, me learning from them and learning from me. And it's been amazing. It's shown that, man, like this really is the way forwards, particularly if we're going to continue to grow a little bit more, is for me to really invest in my team. Because um, mm-hmm. it's, and yeah, they're amazing. And they, they, they're the reasons why we've grown so much. And I know that if we're going to continue to grow, me investing in them is, is a key part of that. And it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. And I think also, and we've had a lot of conversations, you know, we had conversations about this from the the time that we hired our first therapist and even now it's an ongoing conversation of, you know, Clay is really, really good at what he does and he gets complicated cases and he does really, really well with very complicated patients and people ask for him and say, I only want Clay because I have heard that he's the best, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when any therapist gets a good reputation and they've gotten good enough at their craft, it's hard to pass it off to somebody when you know, I actually can do this really well. Like I'm, I may, you know, know the key of what they need. Um, but then also trying to make space for, well, let's replicate that, you know, like we now have a team, like let's create more little use or or like, let's take your brain and put it into their brain so that now you're not just the one go-to like there's, you know, there, everybody can do that. What's what I've really loved is the therapist that I brought on. I'm not just going to like, you know, ask someone who I think doesn't have skills. Like I've brought on people who are brilliant. And yeah. I find like, yeah, I'm really good in certain areas. Man, I have some holes. And yeah, like Jess that we brought on, she has like a lifting background for the past 17 years of coaching and competing. I'm like, damn, this girl knows stuff about treating areas of the body that I mm-hmm. don't. And I've just, um, or just knows it in different areas, way more in depth than me. And 
Um, and then like, you know, Sarah was someone that I mentored, but she's just taken off as this running specialist mm -hmm. and just learning from her more like it's they all have very different skills. Yeah. <clears throat> all the therapists have very different and complementary skills, but definitely different so like, areas of I strength. Like I, I'm able to like really mentor them in, in my areas of strength and how I communicate with patients and get people, you know, on a plan with me. But um, I know that, yeah, going forward, it's like that's, that, that's the goal is for us to really mentor each other. And yeah, this was something, dude, like it was, it was your, it was your interview with Jared. That's what it was, Jared Carter. When you're like, well, why do I want to grow? And you're like, is I want to create the best possible uh, job for, you know, my team, my employees. And so, like, my my theme or like our mission statement loosely is, I want to create the best possible experience for my patients, and I want to create the best possible experience for people who work with us and who are our employees. And so, like, I love creating a job where our employees love what they do, have time to do what they want to do, and have freedom as well over things and schedules and that kind of stuff like it's like having people to work with that we all really love what we're doing and we're all on the same page like that's just so that's fun and amazing and i'm seeing that even this whole coronavirus craziness like we're all working hard for each other um and it, it just makes a huge difference dude well said i mean that's it's misery loves company you know people come together uh, when there's a, you know, common, I guess, common enemy, common, common goal they're moving towards. And, and, uh, yeah, you see, I mean, you see this over and over again. I, I, I referenced a book, uh, a couple of weeks back called tribe that was written by a guy named Sebastian Younger. That's all about this concept and something that I've seen firsthand when I was in the military. And right now I'm, I'm seeing it as well. And I'm like, man, there's so many silver linings to what's happening now. And, and, um, sure. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of, you know, Bad, bad things happening as well. And, and not to discount that, but, but if you really, you know, look around and you focus on the things you can control and the people around you, man, what a strong bond it's going to create for, you know, everybody in your, in your company. And, and, and you guys already have like a really, really cool culture and it's, it's apparent uh, with, with the amount of, you know, growth that you've had. So, you know, I guess the last question I have for you guys is like, what's a home run in three years? You got, where, where are you guys at in three years? Like, you know, what, what do you want 901 PT to look like? <clears throat> Man, I could talk about it for days, I guess. Like, the home run for us is, for one thing, bouncing back from the coronavirus stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be fine. First. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's right, we were, I was, we're really kind of starting to hit a stride right before this, um, where we were starting to kind of figure out systems that were working for us, um, that was, you know, working smarter and harder. Um, and so three years, it's like home runners continue to see systems in place where every team member is, you know, hitting their main thing and doing an amazing job at it. And where I have the time freedom to be home with my kids earlier in the evenings and to continue to spend time with, to, to have energy when I get home and um, being able to grow in such a way where we might have a few more staff members, like if we have maybe one more clinic or at least this clinic continues to grow. I don't want us to go, I'm not trying to go crazy or anything. Our goal is not to have a massive takeover of the city of Memphis with 10 clinics, but you know, three years from now, if we had uh, another few staff members, because the thing is every time I bring a staff member on, I'm like, man, I love the fact that I get to give, that they get to have this opportunity and experience treating physical therapy the way I've now experienced the past two and a half years and how excited I am about that and then even our officer and we're just creating jobs for people where we love what we're doing and we laugh every day and have fun every day 
and we, we set it up to where we're not having to deal with the stress of, you know, setting up the financial side of things and the overhead side of things where we're not just overly stressed financially, um, but we're just loving what we do on a day-to-day basis. Like that's, you know, being able to have, being able to have that, that less, that type of control and setting up things where we're not stressed and then being able to control my schedule, um, you know, being able to have that kind of freedom, that, that's just, if I, I could do that for the rest of my life, it would be amazing. What about you, Emily? Do you, do you agree with that or do you, uh, do you have some stuff? You wanna, you, I mean, like, what, what about you? Like, what's, what's, a, what's a goal for you? Um, same, I think. Um, you know, I, I'm still trying to kind of figure out exactly where I see myself in the next few years. Um, up until, you know, about six months ago or so, I was basically like the office manager. Um, until we hired somebody. So I was doing kind of like everything except for the patient care. Um, And then we hired an office manager and then she's, you know, taken over like the phone calls and the scheduling and, you know, all that kind of stuff that I still have done, you know, been doing a whole lot from home. And I've been slowly kind of passing off like more and more things to her. And um, I want to always be a part of this and I want to always um, have my hand in kind of like the you know 10,000 foot view like the main things like I always want to be part of the decision making and part of like um, you know where we're headed and the main decisions but on a day-to-day basis I'm not quite sure I'm honestly still figuring that out of you know my kids are getting older and um so I don't, I don't know, honestly, I don't know if I always want to be involved, but I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to be a few hours a day, like it is right now, or if that's going to be just a few hours a week. And then, you know, as my kids get older and older, maybe I find um, something else. I, I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> you might end up with your own social media marketing agency yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, one, one day. So now you guys, uh, you guys are awesome. Like apparent, it's, it's very apparent why, you know, you've had success and, and uh, I'm really glad we got a chance to get, you know, both you guys on the podcast and really talk about, you know, how you make it work. And, and I think that I really, you know, I'm, I work with Ashley and, and, uh, but the two of us together, it's just like been such a great, experience even though like yourself like we've definitely had some learning um that we've we've had to had to have along the way and you know mm-hmm. when to have certain discussions when to not have certain discussions and and but but the two you know two of us working together and having ultimate control of like how much that time we spend with our family what we do with them um that's just a rare thing so uh, you know it's cool to hear you guys are are are, are doing it and, and it's working well for you so if people are interested in the practice they want to learn more about what you're doing where can they go and find out more we are at 901pt.com on Instagram. We're at 901pt. And on Facebook, we're 901 Physical Therapy. There you go. Guys, go look them up. If you're in the Memphis area, send your friends and family. Go see them. They're awesome. Um, guys, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. 
Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub- subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Mate PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.